Welcome back to the latest edition of the River Report. I am your co-host Jake Summersheim, and with me I have two guests, Matt Petrovich and Anthony Freddy. How's it going, guys? It's going. How are you? Um, I'm here. Still not over the Packers um, losing to the Bucks, but time will heal all wounds. Yeah, that was that was definitely a tough game. I'm a Bears fan, but like watching the Packers. Like, in the season that they've had, especially with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, who were on my fantasy team, like, I was, like, pushing for them all season. And just for them to come that close and, of all guys, Brady to take him down, it's just, it stinks. That's yeah, a, it's a tough one. 13-3 and three back-to-back seasons. Lessons to be learned. They'll uh, be, we'll be back. Maybe draft a little better next year. Maybe uh, need some receivers. plays. A receiver would be nice. Receiver, uh, linebacker. Um, maybe a tackle if Lindsay walks. But um, got a big game this weekend. You could call it that. Got old guy Brady versus uh, the new GOAT, Patrick Mahomes. Who's winning? Did you just call him the new GOAT? <laughs> yes. So I'm sticking with the old GOAT, the GOAT, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. <laughs> That's right. All right, I like how you came in with the full name there. I'm really impressed with that. I, Brady's a goat. I, I the Bucks twenty eight. I'm 23. so upset you called him the goat because Aaron Rodgers is so incredibly more skilled at football than he is. Brady is the goat. I can't wait for it. He's gonna get a seventh ring this weekend. Seventh. I don't know. Seventh. I feel like it's gonna be tough because the way the Chiefs have played this season has been insane like with Mahomes the way he's running that offense just how young he is in the league is insane so it should be a really entertaining um quarterback quarterback matchup and as my prediction said I think it's really going to come down to the defense because these are two really hot offenses yeah I definitely agree with that um but I just I think the Chiefs will be too much for the Bucks. I feel like um they'll be able to uh, you know, use their burners on offense and be able to use their big old weapons they have and just uh, move it downfield really efficiently. Uh, we've seen in the playoffs that the Chiefs get down. Like, that's not uncommon. They have often gone down, and then they just click it on like that. And I really don't see how um, the Bucks will be able to stop that, especially when they played poorly earlier in the playoffs, even though they are hot right now. I'll give them that. They are hot. But um, overall, I give it like Chiefs thirty-one, Bucks twenty-four. Um, I just think that if Brady throws three picks, he's not gonna—they're not gonna be wasted by Mahomes. They're gonna take advantage of that. So, yeah. I think there could be a lot to be learned in the the first time they played this season. You know, the Bucks got down early. I mean, it could have been I think three touchdowns or something like that. I mean, the Chiefs were just hitting and just exploding on offense. I think there's a lot to be learned there. The Bucks' defense was looking really sharp. I mean, unfortunately, they kind of handed it to the Packers there, you know, with the pressuring Rodgers every time they could. But, yeah, the Bucks' defense is going to – defense wins championships. You yeah. can, I think this weekend is going to be one of those games. I mean, expect a pick six from either side. I mean, it's going to be explosive. Yeah, I feel like we're due for a pick six in this game because there's just – the stakes are too high. You're trying to win the Lombardi um, – and I think, like you mentioned, there's things to be learned. As we saw back in Week 12, Tyreek Hill had, what was it, like three touchdowns in the first quarter. 
He had like so, 263 overall, three tuds. Yeah, and the majority of that was like in the first quarter. So if the Bucks can try and learn from that and try and cover him more, then Mahomes is going to have to try and spray it out more, see how much Kelsey can do. If Edwards Alaire can try and get something going as a rookie or try and find some other wideouts. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they have the weapons to do it. But uh, let's move on to some Illinois State athletics. Women's basketball opens the weekend, um, taking on Southern Illinois at Southern. That's about three hours away now. Um, you'll have the coverage, Anthony. Yes, I will be uh, live tweeting at the Vedette Sports on Twitter. So follow us along. We're going to have both of those games. Uh, both today and tomorrow against Southern uh, should be interesting. They're going to be they're coming in um, in a pretty good game. They got a good win against Bradley. It was a hard fought win, um, especially the way they played um, guarding against uh, Laisha Petrie, who was one of the top scorers in the Missouri Valley, and just how we were able to shut her down on defense and turn that into effective offense um, is going to make things uh, positive going into this weekend. Do you view this weekend as a weekend for ISU to maybe get in that top two? Maybe not number one because Missouri State's still undefeated, but uh, maybe get past Loyola for that number two spot? Yeah, I think so. We, As we mentioned, there's a pair of games going on, and then the following week we're going to be hosting Missouri State, so it's going to be important for them to try and get these couple of wins just to try as you mentioned, get into that top two. So when it comes time for hoops in the heartland, they're going to be able to show themselves as one of the stronger teams. And we've seen how they've been able to perform. Uh, Deanna Wilson was stellar on defense going against Petrie. Um, Mary Crompton, she's been struggling as of late a little bit from three, but if we can get her going, Paige Shaler's done a really good job um, as the lone senior on this team for four years running the offense. So if they have the pieces there and they can play smart, uh, Redbird basketball the way they have been this year, I think they can come away with two wins in Carbondale. Southern Illinois is definitely on a downstretch right now. They've lost five straight. I think ISU like, has to take advantage of that. Uh, playing, they're the third worst team in the conference right now. Uh, just above Evansville and Indiana State who are tied with a 1-8 and record. Um, yeah, like you said, they definitely... Uh, Need some wins this weekend and then to move on next weekend to take on Missouri State at home. I like that they play them at home. I mean, not that there's much home field advantage anymore, but at least if you're taking on the best team in your conference, yeah. you don't have to travel all the way to Springfield, Missouri for it. Yeah, because that's like five hours away basically on the other side of Missouri. Um, but we saw them upset Missouri State when they were ranked last year, and we mm -hmm. beat them on home court here at Redbird Arena. So it's going to be big having them come here, and then Drake as well, because they've been a team that's um, been kind of flirting with the top 25 um, the past couple of seasons, not in it as of now, but um, they're definitely a team to look out for, Missouri State as well. So I think giving us a little bit of an advantage at home would at least help. Moving on, men's basketball returns home after getting swept by Drake last weekend. Um, take on Missouri State on Saturday and Sunday. Game one of that Drake series was pretty good. I thought they were going to um, pull it out, but lost 78-76 in overtime. DJ Horn had a shot at the end to uh, lay it in. Would have tied the game, sent it into double overtime. A little bit of contact there. Horn thought he was fouled. Muller wasn't sure. Antonio Reeves thought he was for sure fouled. So, kind of, you know, different perspectives there. But no foul called on the last play. 
I thought it was close. If they had called something, I wouldn't have thought it was a bad call, but I didn't think it was a bad no call either necessarily. Um, but then the next game, ISU looked much different, much, much, much different. They lost 95-60. to 60. Um, really only in one bright spot out of that game is Antonio Reeves continued to have a good series. He put up 27 and then 20 um, in that series to lead ISU. 27 was a career high. Antonio's been doing a lot for them, I feel like, recently. Um, Muller talked, I feel like it's all the way back in the Evansville series, about how he wanted Antonio to play more aggressive. And, you know, when he plays more aggressive, he can be that top scorer. Yeah, he produces those points. I mean, it, you see it. I mean, you, you saw it last week, and I mean, you said it yourself. It was the bright spot there. So if he could continue to do that and just, I mean, move the ball around and everyone kind of vibes off that, who knows, maybe they could pull some wins together. But it's just been, I mean, we know it's been a struggling season. It's been, yeah, it's been rough. He's averaging 13.4 a game, just behind uh, the other sophomore star for the Redbirds, uh, DJ Horn with 14.3. They're really the two, um, you know, players that are coming out and scoring for ISU now. Josiah Strong's dealing with a leg injury. He hasn't played for a couple games. Um, no clear timetable, and he'll be back. It's going to be rough this weekend for ISU, I'm pretty sure. I, What do you guys think? I mean, it, does it, yeah, rough. I guess just struggles. I mean, that's just how the season's been, I think. The struggles will continue, but I mean, I think they could also learn a lot from these struggles. They're going to learn a lot about themselves as individuals, that's for sure, and how they continue to compete throughout the season. Um, I mean, I, I think that's the only plus if you really want to look at this as a plus. Good positive energy, trying to even even like coming off the bench. I mean, just thinking like, okay, the next one, the next one. Let's try to get something going and go from there and see what happens. Yeah, especially with them. They're coming into this game on a four-game losing streak. Their last win was when they beat Bradley at home in a thrilling victory. And I feel like the big thing with them is, like, they can't let that win against Bradley, like, be their peak. Like, they need to build off that and think, oh, we can beat Bradley, we're unstoppable. Or, like, with Drake, like, they almost beat him in overtime. Like, you got to come in the next day hungry. And then on top of the fact that Drake was in the top 25, you got to come in hungry um, to try and win the game. I mean... I think it's whoever is going to want to win the game more is going to win. Um, they come in, they're kind of middle of the pack, right between Indiana State and Falpo. But uh, I, I don't think that means we're going to fare well if you think about it because um, standing-wise, they're right between ISU and Falpo who just came in, swept us at home, just had their way with ISU. Um Took them down by double digits almost both games. Um, well, actually not. That wasn't true. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> it was a yeah nine point victory for Valpo yeah. and then a four point victory. Yeah. I was looking at the wrong game. <laughs> but yeah, they did really. It seems like as of right now, their peak is the Bradley game. They've just been steadily going downhill since then. With, you know, slight little tick in the OT thriller against Drake. Um, yeah, but it'll be a good one. We also have volleyball this weekend. Yes, uh, volleyball takes on Indiana State at Indiana State. I mean, they're looking to bounce back at Swept Monday uh, at Bradley. Although they definitely without some key senior pieces, I mean, they, they still showed it some fight. I mean, 
27-25, and then the last set being 25-23. You could only, I mean, yes, you lost. You got swept by your rival, Bradley, but you could you got to come out of that feeling kind of good about you're missing key pieces, senior pieces. And you come out, I mean, Sarah Kushner had 17 kills. I mean, you're, you're putting it together. You're developing the, you know, the underclassmen, and they're going to come up and they're going to continue this Redbird way that uh, Coach Johnson uh, alludes to a lot. And they're looking, they're going to be fine. They're going to be absolutely fine. This weekend will prove it. Yeah, like you mentioned, Matt, um, just some of those younger players that they brought up. You mentioned Sarah Kushner, uh, Jessica D'Ambrose. She got in the game as one of the new people. She led with three aces. Caitlin Pronzinski's been doing really well. She had five blocks. And then Nora Janka, she came in and took Jankowitz's place. She put up 37 assists. So as you mentioned, they're trying to build the depth on their bench so that when their seniors do leave, they're still going to be able to be one of those top contenders in the MVC. Yeah, definitely. I don't really know if I mean they got swept by Bradley but they also swept Bradley it's so young in the season they have I'm not worried about them at all um but uh I think it's about time to wrap up the show guys uh make sure to follow along with any Illinois State news from thevedetteonline.com make sure to follow us on Twitter at the underscore vedette also more importantly follow the sports account at vedette underscore sports um follow me on twitter at jake sermersheim follow matt petrovich on twitter at matt underscore petrovich follow freddie at anthony ferret to our suitees six stay hopping. <laughs>